Hello and welcome to Lifetime Uncorked, the podcast where we discuss your favorite made-for-TV movies. Whether you love to hate watch or hate yourself for loving them, pour up a glass of your favorite cocktail and join us. I'm your host, Patrick Serrano, and my guests today are... I'm Drew Current. And hi, I'm Brett Manis. Yay! Yay! Brett's here. Brett's here. Yep. Um, hi, Brett. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. So, Brett is the co-host of a podcast on the Universe Head Network, uh, Comic Book Queer Legacy. Yeah, Comic Book Queers Legacy. Queers, it's plural. not just a bit. It's not just me. Not just mm-hmm. Right. That mm-hmm. makes sense. It's a bunch yeah. of queers. It's, it's a, a bunch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two of them. Uh, do you want to talk about the podcast a little bit? Yeah. Um, Comic Book Queers Legacy is on the Universe Head Network. Uh, it is a reboot of a show that my co-host and I, along with some others, did about eight to ten years ago. Uh, it's so much fun to bring it back. We talk about, you know, all things genre, whether they be the books themselves or the TV and movies based off the books or TV and movies that kind of feel like those kind of TV and movies. Yeah. It's fun. Well, what I thought was cool is that comic books and Hallmark movies or TV movies in general have similar kind of like they both are very tropey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a formula. Yeah. So uh, I thought you'd be a great guest because you can kind of like catch into that very easily. Sure. Well, we'll see if I'm a great <laughs> guest. <or not. laughs> uh, my question for you, though, do comic books do Christmas Oh, uh, girl. Episodes? Yeah. Or whatever oh, they're yeah. called. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Issues? Comic books are just they're... entertainment like anything else, and all forms of entertainment must have Christmas must. episodes or issues. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite um, Christmas comic books of all time was when I was in high school, ju- junior high school. Yeah. Uh, and there was an issue of X Men mm-hmm. where they were hiding out in the Australian outback. The world thought they were dead. They t- use that to their advantage. In this in this outback headquarters, they had piles and piles of of treasure, of like jewelry and just things okay. that were stolen from people by the previous owners, the bad guys, the previous yeah. owners of said Australian outback headquarters. One of the X Men could touch objects <laughs> and like feel their history, sense their history. So they mm. they put him to work. He touched every single object. And told them where to go to return the bobble knickknack piece of jewelry that were stolen from them oh. on Christmas. And it is one of the only comic books that made me cry. So did everyone get their Everyone got back their stuff back. In time for Christmas? In time for Christmas. So an X-Men Christmas. It was an X-Men Christmas. There was I, a pun the one of the first comic that I Punisher Christmas. There was a Punisher Christmas and it was like a uh foil comic this and it was all about punisher do you going mean to a mall and fucking killing a bunch of bad guys yeah do you mean the Christmas. comic was made of foil like uh like tin foil it's a foil stamped cover probably foil. had a hologram involved yeah. i am like coming in at ground zero on this one guys <laughs> i don't think i've ever except for like the newspaper comics i've never like mm-hmm. read a comic Book. Well, that's well, fair, you know. Uh, fair. Graphic novel. You you educate me on these movies because I don't watch them. Yeah. And be happy to educate you on okay. comic books. I'll take you up on that. We all have <laughs> we all have our wheelhouses. Um, so let's just get right into this. Then we're yes. going to be talking about today, Christmas Homecoming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not to Eddie, be con- not, <laughs> Yes, uh, very America, very military. Uh, starring Julie Benz and Michael Shanks. Uh, so we are going to just jump right into it. So 
Julie Benz, who, Julie we, Benz, all, who we all love. Buffy Angel, Darla. Yeah. She's yeah. Darla and Buffy and Angel. We're it, gonna put these in terms I understand. Mm-hmm. Yes. But even <laughs> even I knew she was on Buffy, which, you know, like right. she was a prominent character in both yep. shows. And she oh, was yeah. good. She's a good actress. She's great. I remember her initially from a movie called Jawbreaker. Which mm-hmm. was a movie that tried to be like a Heather's Mean Girls, but like more dark, fucked up comedy. So more like Heather's. Yeah. Yes. And it was terrible. I hated it. I saw it in the theater. I you hated, hated it. Jawbreaker? I, I hated Jawbreaker. What about the soundtrack? I don't remember the soundtrack. You'd like the soundtrack, I think. And I was good about 90s movie soundtrack. It was a 1999 movie. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like mm-hmm. Rally Bites, singles. Like, those are great soundtracks. Right. Yeah. So, no, it was not on my radar, but I remember Heather's was one of my favorite movies, and I saw Jawbreaker, and I was like, ugh, let's try. <laughs> and I was like, who are these actresses? Oh, Rose McGowan, love her from Scream. Yes. Hey, sorry mm-hmm. about everything these days, Rose. Oh, poor Rose. Poor, poor Rose. Rose. Well, she's, she's fine. She, she'll be okay. She'll, I think she'll wind up winning. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some other actress. Who's the third one? Not Judy Greer? Oh, I don't think it's Judy Greer, is it? Judy is Greer's the it? Judy Greer's the girl who... who Spoiler alert, dies. Oh, in the trunk. Yeah. The jawbreaker. Oh, totally. yeah, 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 yeah. But who's the... Oh, Rebecca uh, Gayhart. Oh, God. Yes, the Noxima girl. Yeah. The former Noxima mm-hmm. girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Julie Benz. And Julie Benz. Wow, I totally did not even place her in that. But yes. Um, and now she's doing Hallmark movies. And now she's doing Hallmark and movies. And she's like a staple of the Hallmark movies. Yeah. Um, so she like does one every year. She mm-hmm. she sticks to kind of the military ones though. Oh, I wonder if there's a history there. I think maybe she's a military brat or she's like, I, I have no basis for what I'm saying. Like but that's her cause. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so she plays Amanda, who's an overthinker. <laughs> She is an overthinker. She overanalyzes. Uh. She just, you know, she works in this museum. Or I she, guess. It's, it was it, like a big warehouse full of old <laughs> crap. Like there were yeah. no walls. Yes. And she's like a, she's the museum curator. And they go back and forth between calling it like a veteran's wing right. or something. It's very confusing to what it actually the is. The museum changes identity throughout the entire movie. In fact, the museum went through the most character growth Yes. Of any character in the movie. Yes, it it's very true. So it's changing. The manager, Tom is his name. He's like, Oh, Amanda, we're gonna have to cut back your hours. And she's again. Like, again. She's like, From what I've I've already been doing. Uh and he's like, Yeah, sorry, you know, but you know, if you could raise money, maybe save the save the whatever this place is. I don't even know what it is. Museum, like the history museum of veterans and the town, I think is the is what it is. And and veterans air hangar uh, place. <laughs> just, it's a hangar full of junk. It's America. It is a hangar full of junk. They probably just like, you know that show where they like go to uh, storage places? Storage Wars? Yes. Yeah. It's probably they just got it on Storage Wars, like Hallmark totally. just bit on that. <laughs> they sent uh, somebody speaking to of the museum. Of yeah. Speaking of the museum and the manager, what town does this take place in? Did what not state? specify. Did not specify. It's in America. What more do you need to oh know? Oh, my God. Right? Americaville. America. Yes. Um. So it, it was absolutely in America. So she's like, fine, I'll like make something happen with some benefit. I'll plan it, I I'll guess. do. I'll do a benefit. I'll do a fundraiser. It's just that... Does anyone know how to do a benefit or a fundraiser? Yeah, she doesn't know. And then she's like <laughs> brainstorming and she's like, um, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. We'll do promotional email. Great idea, honey. Brilliant. Hey, I got an idea. Plan an event and plan a way to tell people about it. Yeah. I don't know. Start there. Promotional Ooh. email was her a big. A promotional email. But how do I do that? But do you do that with like, you just send it? 
to you know, anyone? I think that's what she did. Um, yeah. But before all the promotion of this event, she like lives alone. Like we get a little glimpse into her home life. Yeah. She lives alone. Uh, she goes home after work and yeah. she plays her dead husband's last voicemail. On repeat. I want to say this about like that's I'm, I'm going to point that's out that's kind of fucked up for oh it's super fucked Hallmark. up it's super it, it's actually it was the only real moment of super like dark. whoa like wow this is a real movie there's so many ways they could have made this a real movie and yeah. didn't like number one they could have made her manager the comic relief but yes. no they, he's just a guy no could have made him the comic relief I feel like they tried but um, also is movies the only place where answering machines still exist yes. so we can hear yeah. whatever's on there out loud <laughs> yeah. only in yeah. the world of movies play, does the answering machine exist mm-hmm. play your your iphone on speakerphone right but that's too much for the hallmark uh hallmark viewers you there you don't want to shake one million moms no, no they all have home voicemail boxes that that have like a really catchy greeting with like maybe the three's company theme song like but change the lyrics <laughs> so wait to... are we just calling answering machines home voicemail boxes now yes that, yeah that's what's yes. up yes please it'd be like we're not home right now <laughs> you're at our leave a message for us <laughs> <Sha-na-na>. <laughs> i don't know uh so she gets home and she plays her dead husband's voicemail yeah, and he's like, honey, I, w- I won't be home for Christmas this year. Maybe I'll make it out of this war alive. <laughs> yeah, oh, the next, the next war thing I have to do isn't very warlike. It should be fine. They drop a lot of war <laughs> terms uh, and, you know. Yeah, like dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They do. They, there's like all this like inside baseball, like war talk, like Purple Hearts and like oh, God. Uh, whatever. I'm just like not understanding any of it. I feel so. like anyone who was never in the military knows all of those terms. I guess. Maybe I'm like extra ignorant <laughs> yeah. to America. Um, and please teach me teach me hallmark people uh but mm-hmm. but yeah so she goes home and she's she has like a room for rent and she thank god it's like a separate little house it's like yes, a cottage it's house its own little thing it's not in the house because that's where we get into some dicey areas yes and a handsome stranger rolls up on crutches well, yeah you don't think a, he's handsome a semi-handsome stranger handsome enough <laughs> handsome enough for julie benz she's pushing 40 i mean he's <gasps> All right. No, he in certain angles, in certain light, he looked hot as hell. Yeah, Michael Shanks. But maybe. then there are other times I'm like, oh, I'll go. What what's happening? <laughs> he has a great body, but maybe his face is not the best. He has such a great body from the because, military. Yes, I know that. He also from when he was Hawkman on Smallville. Oh, ah, tying it back to the comics. So I'll yeah. be calling him Hawkman for the rest of this episode. Okay. Well, his name is Craig in the movie. Um, and he <laughs> is like, you know, okay, well, I'm going to live in this guest house, I guess. And, you know, they kind of have like a little meeting and like they agree to it and they shake hands. Yeah. But also they immediately start the ham fisted staring into each other's eyes like they either want to kiss or fuck or say I love you out of nowhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the handsome stranger, like, you know, he's set. So now we have that set. She's got her job thing set. The movie's ready to roll. But she's ready to unravel because of these this high stakes fundraiser that nobody can figure out. Right. What do I do? How do I do this? Um, so then she, what do I have here about the middle of the night? 
Uh, sorry, guys. I was like a little drunk. Uh, I was a lot of drunk when I wrote these. <laughs> I mean, you have to be to watch this one. I went to a Friendsgiving before uh, at John Lee's house. Hi, John Lee. Anyways, so she like he's like sitting on a bench and she like brings him hot cocoa. He was like pontificating something. Yeah, like, he was going through. He just received a call. He has a lot of guilt about whatever happened back in. Two in, men were left behind. Yes, on his mission. Right, and oh, they okay. died. Yeah. So then he has to like go to the funeral. It's a lot of guilt for that, you know. So this is why he mysteriously chooses to stay in this town. He like gets back from the war in this town he has no connection to, and he's like, you know what? I'm Wait, just gonna he's stay. Not from there? No, no, no. Why is he there? Well, I just realized maybe now, it's like a base. No, I realize now it's because he wants to see through like. The widows and the whole bodies being returned, right? Because the men who disappeared, or the men who were whatever, who were killed, were from her this husband. town. Oh, were from this town. Yes, God. not her yeah, husband. Okay. A gotcha. rando characters. Her husband, husband was killed, and and ha- she has the experience, so she has like she's like the guide for the the these new people who are like going through it. That and would have been so much more fucking interesting. Wait, if if. It, it was her husband, yeah. and he got the husband killed. Yes, thank yes. you. That's what we call a movie. That's, that's what a movie. That's is. what we call easy. a real movie. But guys, like, that's too real. Oh my god, it would have been so. I'm like, oh, it's I so get easy. it. It's his fault that the husband died, and, and now, I'm like waiting like, for that moment. It, there's no connection, yeah. and I'm sitting there going, why yeah. am I not a writer of Hallmark Christmas? You movie? should. Oh, also, yeah. Just remembered, um, Michael Shanks. Yes. Uh, he Stargate. He was in the Stargate show. Yes. Oh, he right. And you Stargate said show. he was in our preview episodes. We talked about yeah. him, and you said he's really good. And he was actually like pretty good as like far as an actor. Like I found him believable. Yeah, yeah he was, was great. great. He was great. He was good. I actually liked his character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he played so hit on, on. By that I mean Hawkman. Oh, <laughs> I mean Hawkman. Hawkman. Smallville. In Craig, Stargate. Craig. He played. Uh, it, never mind. Okay. But yeah. Got it. Anyway, yeah. so it. Um, they have all this like tension going on, and I'm probably going to be jumping around. So sure. if anybody, if any Hallmark people are like, "You miss this," like DM me. That's fine. Uh, just call, leave a voicemail because yeah, I'm not, dial. I'm not getting into the the plot of this movie because it jumps around a whole lot. But they just start like making out like all the time. Wait, who? Uh, the two leads. They do. Yes. Well, okay. See, Brett. What movie he, did you watch? Here's here's what here's something you need to know. <laughs> so for a Hallmark movie, they're making out all the time. Oh, so, yeah. You mean they're spending time together and like maybe touching like, yeah, a knee, holding hands? No, but they actually kiss. Like they're so they're fixing her dead hu- husband's oh, bike, yeah. and yeah. because she's like, don't touch that bike. The bike is a metaphor for her willingness to love again. Oh, I love that. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, so it is, but like he's he's like fixing it, and she's like, "Oh, I don't know about that." And then they like kiss, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it, this is the middle of the movie, not the end of the movie. So usually the kiss happens at the end. So yeah. I was like, "What is going on?" Just uh, ruining all all the tropes. It was it was a little too much. Like I had to like put my kids to bed, right, and say like, <laughs> "This movie mean, is too much." This he means not- he means he had to sit on the toilet. <laughs> No. Um, so, yeah. So, they kiss or whatever. <laughs> you, just mean, you just had to take a crap. You're just like, I had to take a crap at all that right. moment. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. 
Um, so, you know, always the overthinker. Amanda's like, wow, but she's like Hamlet. Yeah. She's like, what about my dead husband? I should go back and listen to that voicemail. Cause that'll fix things. Yeah. So she goes back and listens to the voicemail again. Mm. And it's like, do you want to delete this message? And she's like, no, I don't. Thank God she had saved. Saved. Saved forever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then like, there's so many metaphors to her, her ready to like let go and love again. There's the motorcycle in the garage. There's the voicemail on the voicemail box. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so then, like, they go back to, like, working on the bike eventually. And, like, some other stuff happens, like, with the with the, the widow of the man that he, that Craig killed. Yeah. Uh, she's, like, in it a lot. She falls deeper in love with Craig. Amanda falls deeper in love with Craig every time she sees him go through some, like, military ritual having to do with fallen soldiers. Yeah. So they're, like, folding the flag up. And, and she's, like, like, her, like her pussy's wet. How could you not? Exactly. America. Right. Dude. Every American military thing, she's like, uh. She's like, oh, God. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. Oh, oh wait. Oh, oh, oh. I don't. I think maybe his name isn't Craig, and Craig is the other guy. <gasps> Good. Let's talk about her friend, Craig. Yes. Or friend zone, oh, Craig. I wonder what the guy's name. I think I wrote Craig. Or Jim is his Jim. name. It was Jim. Jim, Jim. Craig Jim, is Jim. the friend. So Craig's like the, the friend like who who she always is like, you're a great friend. You're a really good friend. And he's like, yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, so but, are we uh, going to like, are we <laughs> gonna, like, do we want to like go out? Or? Here's real movie uh-huh. 101. Mm-hmm. Craig, not a horrible dick. No. Not right. somebody who she's got kind of a like dysfunctional relationship with and you want her to leave him for the normal guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're fine. Totally fine. They've got... They've got a fine, amicable relationship because this is a non-movie movie. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what I love Although, is like... I, with that voicemail shit, that's fucking... That's fucked up. Yeah. And she's For like, Hallmark. I mean, Julie Benz can pull that off. Like, she's like listening to the voicemail and like feeling feelings. She's yeah. not just like... She's feeling feelings through her Botox. She's a good, she's a good actress. Is she... Let me ask you, Patrick. Yes. Is she, is she fucking... Working that Botox, or is she not? She's got the Botox. She, but she's she, here's what she did. Mm-hmm. She got the Botox, right? Like a month before filming. Yeah, there we so go. it is worked into her face. You can't really, you can tell if you're looking. Yeah, but if you were just like watching passively folding your laundry, mm-hmm. you just think she looks great. Yeah. yeah, and is not emotionally affected by anything happening to her character in the movie. (laughs) And on a lot of Xanax. Yeah. Right. So (laughs) we, we finally get to the, um, the gala. We're at the gala. Okay. I the fundraiser. A, yeah. Oh, mm. sorry. The gala was the last movie. Yeah. This is a sorry. fundraiser. There was, there was this a gala. is an auction. Um, yeah. And I brought a clip of the auction because it is <gasps> the slowest oh, auction God. I've oh, ever seen. It was like pulling teeth. Like if I was auctioneering, I would have been like, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> Do you want to save this town or not? Yes. So I brought a clip of her attempting to auction off and save the save the museum hangar veterans, veterans wing history of the town play thing. storage unit. America. Uh, so, America. America. So here is the clip. Mm-hmm. Do I hear 200? 200? Anyone? It's a gorgeous archival Christmas print from 1921. It's a pretty awesome Christmas gift. So oh, come on, do I hear 200? 200. So do I hear 250? Anyone? 250. Now that's the Christmas spirit. Now 300. Do I hear 300? Anyone? 
Anyone? Alright, well. Okay. Well, great. Hey, everyone. We needed $30,000, so you can all fuck yourselves and Merry Christmas. Right. Any town, USA. Um, Drew, how long do you think that auction scene that you just watched was? Um, was that the whole auction oh, scene? No, no. God. It, it oh, goes on okay. because they don't I, raise enough money. So that part, that was one, that was one item. Mm-hmm. And that was about a minute. It was the first item. Yeah. That, that was, was the first the f- item. There's like three more after that. And then she realizes that she's not going to make the money because Tom's like in the corner, like doing like an X sign. By like $15,000. <laughs> like they're not even close not even to close. this goal. <laughs> Uh, so she does the unthinkable. She auctions off Rick, her her dead husband's bike. The motorcycle that they fixed. And guess who gets in a bidding war over it? Guess. Oh, I bet it's Jim. Uh-huh. I bet Jim and Craig. Jim and Craig. Yeah. They get in a Perfect. bidding war, and, yep. and it's amazing. I'm going to save that for you viewers to watch at home because it's really good. Yeah. I mean, but at least they did that. That's when it starts yeah. to pick up because yeah. you're like, ooh, 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 ooh. And then, um, of course... Jim wins, but not to be out. You just said you're gonna let the viewers (laughs) watch it. No, they just the scene. The scene. (laughs) Okay. Well, let me let me break it down for you. Yeah. Craig bids, then Jim bids a little more. Then Craig bids a little more. Then Jim bids a little more. Then Craig bids a little more. Then Jim bids more. And yet, and Craig doesn't have any more money. Wait. So after, sorry. Yeah. Yes. We'll we'll. Off, we'll take this offline. We'll take yeah. this offline. All right. I just All want right. to know, like, after... Then All right. Happens. I hate you both. So, okay. So, what happens is Craig's not to be outdone by uh, Jim winning the auction. Mm-hmm. He, in turn, goes to win her hand mm-hmm. in marriage. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And he proposes in front of everybody. Oh, my God. What? Her, the friend? Yeah. Craig. Friend's own Craig. Bro. Craig. Yeah. yeah. Chill. Craig's got no game. And she's no. like... Uh, like what? What? <laughs> I'm gonna go auction off this now. I gotta go. So yeah. she leaves, and then um, Jim's like all butthurt about something, but I don't know what it was. What happened? Like, why did he get so mad? I don't know. Probably because the dude proposed yeah. to oh, her. Oh yeah, of a sudden. that might be it. <laughs> I would hope so. I, I would hope what, that would be. So the, the next reason. scene is like her having a conversation with Craig. Like, you're a really good friend, 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 and he, friend, friend, and Craig. Because this is not a movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a card. It's a non-movie. It's a two-hour card. Yeah. Uh, Craig's like, okay, cool. Hey, Jim seems like a great guy. He's good. Literally, that's the scene. Mm-hmm. Craig's like, oh, oh, I'm just, you like me as a friend? <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I didn't pick up on that. All right, cool. Anyway, oh. that's it for me. That's a wrap on Craig. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Craig's oh, done. I totally thought you wanted, I thought we were in a relationship this whole time. I literally thought we were in a relationship. He did. Yeah. But, you know, then Amanda, Jilly Benz, gets mm-hmm. the okay to go after Jim, who's redeployed to Afghanistan? I don't know. It doesn't. To, we, to we, geography has no place war? in this movie. To the war. <laughs> to, his, to do his service. Yes. To do his American service. Well, mm-hmm. we get into kind of like a zero dark th- no is it a hurt locker a hurt locker thing where Ooh. he's like I can't stay away from war just kidding no we don't no reason for him <laughs> to go back no he goes back because he's better and he's strong enough that's true he he's not on crutches anymore he's and all better is he going back because he feels like Julie Benz isn't gonna provide a home for him I mean she's got that museum money so 
she's doing great. She's a curator. Anyway, so she finds him on the bus, and it's very like Casablanca, like yeah. uh, you know, getting on the plane, like uh, here's looking at you, kid, type of yeah. thing. Uh, and she's like, "Here's my scarf." Uh, well, it's super weird. I thought I, it was romantic. It was romantic. It felt like there was no build up. Like she's looking, like you know, everyone's dressed in camouflage, so she she doesn't know who Jim is <laughs> yeah. in this crowd of men. <laughs> so she's like, "Are you Jim? Are you Jim? Where's Jim? Has anyone seen Jim?" And then all of a sudden, he's like, "I'm right here." And she's like, I love you. Yeah. And it's like, wow. You, like, Was there any, I don't know. It just was like, all right, we got, we got four minutes left. We got four like, minutes just cut straight to, to the I love it's you. It's very true. So then they like kiss very passionately mm-hmm. and deny that was a passionate kiss, Brett, because it was a passionate kiss. It was passionate. I mean, you have two pretty good actors. I mean, they're good but actors. true, you think that's the end of the movie, <laughs> but it's not. We flash no. forward a year yeah. into the future. Yeah, because you have to have the obligatory guy coming home from the war as a surprise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on and, Christmas. Uh-huh. And what's the movie, Drew? What's the title of the movie? Coming home, coming home for Christmas. Or mm-hmm. Christmas, Christmas homecoming. homecoming. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, because when he comes riding in on the dead husband's bike in her scarf. With America music playing in the background, mm-hmm. what is the first thing she gasps? Gasps when she sees him. She, uh, she says, "It's a, it's a, it's a Christmas, Christmas homecoming." Miracle. Yeah, Christmas she says miracle. it. It's a Christmas homecoming. She says the title, she and says then the title. they kiss, kiss, Good. kiss, 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 and Good. then Good. the end. Good, amazing. Uh, like, would it be such awesome if they if they just like if they cut it was like like four months later and he and it's a fucking like gritty battle scene <laughs> in Afghanistan. And he's decapitated he just... in Fallujah. Oh my God. Jim died in Fallujah. No, that would yeah. never happen on Hallmark. The other great part is that since it's Christmas homecoming, it turns out their son, Peter Parker. No! From Boom. Spider-Man Homecoming. Boom. All right, all right, Boom. all right. So, Brett, on... And one of the yes. guys in this unit, Punisher. Okay. It's Frank Castle. This is what happens when you get comic books people <laughs> into a room. They talk about comic books. I'm still gay. I know. And I love that. Um, so, on the podcast, we ta- we uh, rate our movies on Pour It Up, which means you love it. Okay. Or Put a Cork in It, which means you hate it. There's yeah. no in-between. You're not letting anything breathe. You're making a definitive choice. I see what you did there with letting it breathe. Yeah. Uh, I can say with with definitiveness. Please put a cork in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And because because it didn't even try. Like yeah. it really, it stayed at a five the entire time. Like at least take a chance and like go f- like go for a zero. Why not? Or but <laughs> or better, go for a ten. Go for quality in your scenes. Like. Literally, you could go through the script, change this here, change that there, change this here, and it might have been an engaging movie mm-hmm. about loss and grief and how difficult that journey is, but we're talking about the One Million Moms audience. No one wants to deal with real shit. Right. We just want to see the inevitable happen over the course of two hours. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which so is I w- why. I would, add, I would say, though, I yes. would ask this of you, Brett. In the Hallmark world... Uh-huh. Sure. So the tropes of Hallmark, like the tropes of Marvel, of course. Okay, so is let's. That, did it hit tropes? Did it? Did it? Yeah. In as a the, metric of success in the Hallmark tropes, in the Hallmark cinematic universe, as the Hallmark expert, I would say yes, it did. It did. Yeah, because we get we get very peripheral 
conflict. Okay. We don't have a lot of conflict in these movies inner because conflict. it's too much. It's always inner conflict. Right. So she's torn. She's a woman with a job. Yep. Which is all you can which ask is, for. Yep. I mean, which is part of the Hallmark fantasy universe. Yes. In their eyes. The people of color were were relegated the to the people of color. What? There there was a couple. Huh? Uh, but they were. This was the whitest movie I've ever seen. I know, but um, I did write that Doctor uh, Doctor Baxter, who was the doctor who helped get uh, Jim back to health, he was Latino. Mm. Oh, and well, you had a Latino doctor, like and, not a Latino farmhand. Well, yes, because sometimes they're just straight up black servants. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yep. a thing that happened this mm. week, uh, which mm. is terrible. But then the woman who donated uh, the catering to the event. What a lovely woman. She and was great. She was the mother of one of the two soldiers. Yes. So she's a black following. woman who, who uh, you know, was like donating her services. Yeah. Okay. So great. that's a trope. And then we also have, you know, people not really dealing with technology well. Yep. The voicemail box. <laughs> great. Yeah. Or whatever I called it before I gave yeah. over. Yes. So I'm going to say pour it up. All oh, right. Okay. Because, uh, because America. And, you know, I know that all the all the military moms out there or whatever, it'll they get the lingo. They understand what's going on with, with yeah. all that and what it's like to, like, Army Wives. Did you ever watch Army Wives on no, Lifetime? No, but what a subculture that must be. It really is. And I'm here for that. I'm putting yeah. it up for okay. that. Okay. Are you here for, this is why I say it was the whitest movie of all time. Yes. When they're looking for like, what should we do that's fun? And she's like, I have an idea. And then they stand there silently decorating the Christmas tree for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's just looking at him going. Uh-huh. That's another trope. That's another oh, trope Lord. of Hallmark. Decorating. And also, I should mention sponsored decorating. We are talking about Spawn and we'll get to that in a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what is it? Balsam Hill. Yes. Very heavily placed. There's also Folgers Coffee in mm-hmm. every one of these movies. So mm-hmm. those are like the new things I'm looking for. Interesting. Interesting. I yeah. almost want to watch it again just to look for Folgers Coffee. Yeah. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure if it was in this one, but it is in a lot of them. Folgers Coffee. That red red coffee tin. Well, I will say this. Bin. I've seen two movies this weekend, past weekend, Justice League and oh. Christmas Homecoming. <laughs> and I will happily watch Christmas Homecoming over Justice League. Any day. There you go. And that there you have it. That is our conversation about Christmas Homecoming. But mm-hmm. before we go, we have our favorite segment this week and every week. What you say, Candace Cameron Bray? That's right. What? What you say, Candace Cameron Bray? Candace Cameron Bray, Brett, who I think you might not know who it is because she's who... not in a superhero movie. Well, I know that <laughs> she's Kirk Cameron's sister and she was in Full and then Fuller. She's house. in Full Fuller House. She's also the star of Hallmark Channel. Really? The star. She's been in, I, I need to tally, like her and Lacey Chabert are probably tied for- I love me some Lacey Chabert because she learned everything she knows about acting from Neve Campbell. Uh, well, then what more do you need to know? <laughs> what right. more do you need to Neve know? Neve Campbell is probably one of my favorite actresses. And if she did a Hallmark movie, oh, wait. She did do a Hallmark movie once. No. Nev Campbell did? Mm-hmm. No. She did. I will look it up and yeah. find find out what it was. But, you know, that was like in her party of five days. So. Oh, I feel like it's in the, it would be in the now days. No. What's she doing? I don't know what she's doing. But anyways, What's we're Candace here to talk doing? about Candace. Yeah. Uh, so I brought a clip today to play for you. It is uh, So what I do every week, I 
follow Candace Cameron Bray on Instagram. So you don't have to. Please do not follow her. <laughs> don't. Thank you for taking don't. that bullet. Don't follow her on don't. Instagram. Uh, and I talk about her Instagram stories. And this time I want to talk. We were talking about sponsored content uh, earlier in the episode. Okay. This is the most random sponsored content that I've found of hers. Uh, and I'm going to play you a clip right now. Let me see if I can do it. Succeed is to make sure that go. you're rested. Candace's tips for success. Is for me. And if I don't get enough sleep, I'm not going to be my best. You know, sometimes I feel like the Energizer Bunny and I, I can keep going and going and going, but eventually my body's going to break down and it's going to let me know that I've pushed it too far. So it's so important to make sure that you're properly rested and that you do take some downtime and, and that way you do get to stop <laughs> and smell the roses when you're just like chilling too. So you saw the, you have the, the, benefit of seeing the spawn who sponsored that content but would you know from what she said that it was are you kidding me that starkest Darkest tuna, tuna sponsored that starkest tuna, tuna sponsored was that. there a tuna can on her counter nope no tuna all right first of all i don't know who the art director like really there's no who the who's the agency that's doing this they didn't even put the product uh, in the- no no product mm-hmm. yeah but starkest gives you energy because after you take a nap, what? I would think that you, you would a eat can of tuna. a can of tuna. You literally... Yeah. Brett, I don't, don't, I don't see why you don't understand. What? It's very, very obvious. Is it Starkist's <laughs> tips for success or like... Yes. Starkist tips for success. Like Alliteration. You, you tuna could be like Candace Cameron. Ah. Do you work in advertising? I do. Because that was you really good. You. Thank you. I tried rolling. Oh, my and uh, did you notice there's 218,000 views of that? Give she has, she has two million followers. I don't want to live in this country. I don't. In this world anymore. No. Ah, You're done. Ah, ah. Not, no offense, Patrick. America. I agree with <laughs> No, guys, we just watched Christmas Homecoming about America. We love America. Um, But we You're might right. we I might mean. not love Candace Cameron Bray, and that's no. fine. No. Uh, right. Brett was talking uh, when we were offline about Bianca Del Toro and Del we, Rio. Del Rio. And we talked about it uh, previously on the podcast. But, you know, she's she's questionable as, as a fan of the gays. Uh, I wouldn't say questionable. I would say that she is anti-gay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, then to all my gay listeners, I'm sorry that I keep. I, but it's fun. I like my segment about Candace Cameron Bray. <laughs> no, I don't I care love if she hates I, me. I, I like it too. I no, think, I'm glad that you do it. It's a, it's a public service, really. Here's the thing. If I met Candace Cameron Bray on the street, would she tell me that she hated me? No. No. I don't think so. But if I saw her on the street, would I tell her that I hate her Instagram? Yeah, totally. I would. Yeah, I would. Totally. Yes, you would. And you mm-hmm. should. And I will. It's your duty as an American. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um... That wraps up our conversation about Christmas Homecoming. Brett, where can we find you on social media? Well, you can find me just one page over on the same website that this podcast is on. Uh, Go to universehead.com and click on Comic Book Queers Legacy. Uh, You can also find us on Twitter at Comic Book Queers. Um, You know, superheroes are very popular these days. Even if you don't read comics, uh, you sure will like hearing two sassy, drunk bitches talk about them. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And Drew, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at uh, Drew But With Pants. Oh, Drew. Yes. By the way, yeah. Um, a couple people were DMing me about 
whether you're single or not. Oh, okay. So, um, do you want to let the listeners know? Yeah, I'll fuck all of them. <laughs> I'll fuck all of you guys. All, uh, all one million of you moms. All one million. No, moms. I'm not kidding. Like some. Like, people were like, oh, Drew Bear, because I called Drew Drew Bear, Drew mm-hmm. Bear, the producer. Mm-hmm. They're like, he's so sexy. <laughs> like, his voice. He's, mm. yeah, they they like him. Really? I like, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, well, think about it. That makes me feel good. Think about our listeners. Like, they're listening to me talk, and then you talk. Like, who's the more sexy person? Definitely you. Yeah. Definitely um, you. Well, yeah, I'm basically place. Melissa Joan Hart. But a boy. <laughs> That's who my dialect is based on. Well, I'll tell the listeners, I disagree with you. I don't oh. like Patrick's voice is much. He's well, Sabrina, sexier. the teenage bitch. That's yeah. right. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me this week. Uh, thank you, listeners, for uh, checking back in with Lifetime in Court. We watch these movies so you don't have to. But if you do, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me on social media at Patrick Miguel or the podcast at Lifetime in Court. We're on Instagram, Twitter, all those things. Or visit the website, LifetimeUncourt.com. You can also drunk dial us and leave a message at 872 872- Two six seven four one one seven, and share your thoughts on a movie we've covered or a movie that you think we should cover. That's it for this episode. Thank you again. Okay, bye. bye. Merry Christmas. Merry bye. Christmas. Bye. Bye.